Welcome to the Long Come Norwich podcast, the bubbling brook of Norwich City babble. We spent this lunchtime chatting with Michael Bailey about the first couple of games, our predictions for Southampton on Friday, and who we think might be for the drop come the end of July. Michael would love me to point out you can get 40% off a subscription with The Athletic at the moment to read what you need to know about Project Restart. And we'd also love you to go to alongcomenorwich.com and get the third edition of our fanzine. It features a great interview with Robert Fleck, passionately created content from brilliant footy author Daniel Gray and the voice of Norwich City himself, Chris Gorham. Now though, on to today's chat. Michael, tell us the most exciting things that happened last night during the fascinating games of football that are finally back. Uh, Well, Manchester City's third goal was gorgeous, I have to say. Um, and watching, I was convinced for a period that Nyland actually did still have the ball attached to the post. And I was trying to figure out how that actually happened. So, uh, plus my little boy walked into the room and went, no, 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 and ran out. And I <laughs> thought that was possibly, <laughs> he was trying to tell me something. So he there you go, there's three things. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't know. The, um, I watched the, I watched most of the first half. Uh, of the Sheffield United Villa game and and was genuinely pleased. What did you guys think about the the, the noise? I actually really enjoyed the pretend noise. So uh, I just spoke to someone at work about this. Was the no- was the crowd noise pumped in for all games? Because he said he didn't have any crowd noise, and I was watching on a kind of really weird Sky Channel and did have crowd noise. So was crowd noise present all the time? It depended on your channel. There was there were two different uh, feeds, and they did mention in the commentary that you could choose uh, whether or not you had noise or not. Um, and and I, I chose to stick with, with the noise. Uh, it was, I mean, it it's already feels a bit like a pre-season friendly with such empty stadia anyway. Um, uh, I, suppose, I mean, the, the first game in particular, um, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't carry on watching it after the, the, the VAR stitch up or the, the, the Hawkeye stitch up for, for Norwich's uh, yet another chapter in Norwich and technology don't get on. Um, it was, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to, to then watch, watch the rest of the game because I just, I figured that it was probably going to end a draw because it had been such a kind of null and void affair up to that point anyway. But I mean, it's, it's, uh, what, what about you, Michael? Do you, do you think that, cause we've heard from the club that they, they actually did want to, to, to plow, plow in noise, but they weren't allowed to. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, I, I, I tried it once in each game and within a minute, something happened where the reaction of this noise wasn't right and made me realize that it's just fake. So it just, it just made me kind of question what I was watching, which I didn't really like. I would rather, I would rather it was real. Uh, so I can understand why people, I, I said that on Twitter and then obviously half the people told me to change channel and half the people told me I was wrong and whichever. And there's, it's, it's clearly, for some people, it, they want the noise and some people don't. And that's absolutely fine because we're allowed opinions and we're allowed to disagree. But for me, uh, I didn't like it because it, it was wrong. I think there was a shot. Sheffield United had a, or Villa, one of them, had a shot um, within a minute of watching it. And there was this just massive, Whoa! Yes, I, I, yes well, I, I, I heard that. This yeah, is stupid. Right What's that? That's not yeah. what the noise would be. So and I appreciate people have tried to you know, put a lot of effort and tried to make it realistic, but... No, I couldn't, I couldn't live with it for more than 60 seconds. I thought it got better. So I don't know whether or not they were tweaking, tweaking what they were doing because I, I left it on the whole time because I have seen a bit of behind closed doors stuff before. And it, it actually, I find it more discombobulating 
having nothing at all because it's more like I, I find it very difficult to get into this is a real game that matters and I should care about it when I can't hear the things I'm used to hearing um that the the general hubbub noise so the stuff in between the pretend chants and in between the getting excited bits that for me was perfect I I because it's that kind of stadium generic hubbub that, that that I feel is what makes it feel like you are actually watching football um but i what i i did find odd was the uh everyone's only got one song um so i mean it's going to be it's gonna be, what they're going to do for the norwich games i don't know because um you know on the ball city is is a, is a strange song to sing again and again and again if you see what i mean oh, like there, there are other ones of our songs that make sense to kind of be carrying on like a drone but not that one even in even in the stands, you you know, got to the fifth time of singing it in a in a first half, you're like, this is I'm, I'm bored of this now. Let's just give it a rest. And maybe that was sort of five ten years ago when I was in the stand or whichever. But it's probably a bit a bit more interesting now. But yeah, I don't know. That's big big selection. It is, a, but I mean, I don't know whether or not they've asked the club because they've. Um, I think there's going to be a. I think there's going to be some um, singing that we might be doing before the game, um, that might be played over the PA. Oh. Um, but uh, I'm not sure whether or not they've actually they actually did agree to do that or not in the end. So I'll have to find out on Friday what what they're planning on doing. Um, but there's uh, we've now obviously had the reveal of the Premier League wrap, the the kind of nylony um, uh, graphics that are going to go all around the stadium. So we obviously are all looking forward to to seeing what what Norwich come up with. Who do you think did it better, Villa or City, Michael? Oh, I don't really. I've, I can't have enough. I barely noticed, to be honest. I mean, there it's just which is obviously the Norwich one's going to look great. I'm sure, and I know a lot of people have spent a lot of time in it. Um, so I should probably say something much more positive. But I, I mean, I noticed that in the Manchester City game, they had like the screen of fans watching, which I thought was weird because I was trying to work out if that was live or not, and I don't think it was. But um, I like that the Villa flags were up, um, but it's such a small part of the ground. I mean, it. <laughs> If, if it's there to kind of make you feel like the ground isn't empty, it's never going to work. So I, I suppose, you know, it, it's good that they, they look something there. There's probably something a bit corporate about the way Man City's looked. So probably Villa. Yeah, we were, we were split, weren't we, punt in the uh, Long Come Norwich Flag Heroes group about the fact that, yes, they'd gone big with all of the individual fan supporter groups having their own kind of vinyl panel, which clearly the club had produced, mm. um, or rather they've, they've all done it through this, this kind of central Premier League supplier. But the, um, the, the fact that it had, each one of them then had a logo at the top, so it was, you know, the Canal Street Blues and then, you know, with like necks and tyres <laughs> across the top. So, you know, even, even the bits that they had given over to the fan groups, they'd also branded. Which... which... It isn't well. May well be the case at Carrow Road as well. Um, in all fairness, uh, and as Michael says, all will be revealed on Friday. But rest assured, we've had a lot of input into what's going to be present in the Barclay. What really put me off with Man City, and I guess the raps are for their fans rather than just you know kind of the average viewer. But it was the "We're not really here" message, which was on like almost every rap that was there. Um, and it took me ages to actually work out that that was a chant. I think I had to ask a couple of people what was going on. That was actually one of Manchester City's chants, but it, it was just really confusing. So you couple that with the fact that the actual ones that they had representing the supporter groups seemed to be in the upper tiers as well, whereas I thought they'd have, I mean, God knows why we're talking about this, but they'd have been better served 
in the bottom tiers where people could actually see them on television and fans could feel like they were being properly represented. Uh, uh, to go to Michael's point about the, the Zoom call and the fans, I mean, yeah, they must have been watching it live, but th there's internet lag, so they can't possibly have been watching it live live. It was just, it was really weird. Like that was something out of some futuristic sci-fi film that, you know, some dystopian future that none of us want to be part of. But I guess that's probably speaks to the world that we're living in at the moment. It does. And unfortunately, it might be part of our very near future because uh, BT Sport are thinking of doing something similar, um, yeah. uh, which uh, we, we remains to be seen. I think that uh, they haven't got their first Norwich game for a bit, so we won't get their treatment until match week 33, I think it is. They've got, they've got two of the, of the three that were announced today. Um, not ideal for those of us without, without BT Sport. So um, hopefully I can be involved in that coverage in some way just so I can wangle a free BT Sport subscription out of it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, just talking about last night's game and, and, and having football back, it is, it is wonderful in a way, um, but there was a lot of mixed mixed feelings on social media last night um and and i and i'm, I'm in exactly that boat i mean i, I couldn't make it through both games it, it's not often that i have got the time to watch a game and i won't stick with it if you see what I mean if i have actually kind of got you know the kids are in bed and staying in bed and for whatever reason i haven't got to do any work and i can actually sit and watch a game usually that's me for 90 minutes but i'm there was something about it that both of I me mean, obviously it was the v8 sorry the hawkeye in the first one um, that, that kind of turned me off, but I, I didn't hold my attention. So I don't know if I've maybe just forgotten how to watch football. I think Hi. It, oh, go on, John. It'll be, it'll be different when it's your club though. And I think that's, that's what I said to, to my eldest last night. She was like, oh, this isn't very good. It all feels a bit, you know, kind of sanitized. And she's completely correct. You know, she's absolutely right in, in what she said. But when it's Norwich and it means something to, you know, to most Norwich fans, it's going to be completely different, I think. And I, I probably will be on the edge of my seat. And I am, I didn't think I'd say this, but I am kind of looking forward to it now. So, yeah, bring it on. I think uh, it'll you, be well. you mentioned being on the edge of your seat. That that was actually one of the things that was really jarring about it. Um, you know, uh, Mike, was, Mike was talking about... Um, in the city game having that weird scream which is also in a weird place like just off yeah. center to the goal um so you saw like the back of it from the the halfway line camera which was ugly and weird and um, but in the um what sky were doing with like the little watch along panel they flashed that up after that initial chance that michael was talking about before where they had an early very tame shot at the goalkeeper um and they were all kind of going oh and on the edge of their seats and i'm really into it and i and i i've never felt more um disparate to what i'm seeing on the telly i was just like i i've barely even like really raised an eyebrow at this game yet i couldn't be less interested it feels so odd and that as you say mark because it's their because it's their team because it's their club and they're in a relegation scrap same as us um it, it's you know to them that was an unbelievably exciting moment that could have that could have kind of helped them on the way to victory i mean it's going to be fun to see how that evolves because but as soon as people become self-aware about what they're doing, you, you can see them bringing props and all sorts. So, um, yeah, I think I, I agree with John. It'll be, it'll be how much you will be much more involved in it in a Norwich game. And it was a bit like that with the Bundesliga as well. I, I found that it just wasn't holding my attention, even though I was really curious about what was, how the sort of patterns of play were planning out and things like that. Then you sort of still sort of wander off a bit. So, I mean, it is, it's just, it's going to be so weird. And it's kind of fascinating me to watch 
football that me that has so much riding on it with such a lack of, of atmosphere that's kind of a that's a mass contradiction to to what we've normally what we've ever had in the in the past so and I was thinking about that when Kevin De Bruyne has stepped up for his penalty. I was like, well, he's not going to miss this, is he? Because <laughs> literally, oh, I'm just stepping up for a penalty. It'll be fine. And that's, that is going to have such a profound effect on you know, when teams play out from the back and things like that. It's, it, it will be a real test of Norwich as a, as a technically proficient team, to be honest, because you, you imagine there would be less sort of interfering with, with their abilities. But maybe, uh, maybe that won't be the case after, <laughs> after a few results and for some of the other teams. Well, if you're going on going on past um, examples, when we spoke to Zimmerman um, in the season before uh, going up, he was saying that actually it, it did get to the players if they weren't winning and 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 things weren't going well, um, then actually he would think I'm not going to try and feed this through midfield. I am actually going to hit hit a diagonal instead. Um, but then, conversely to that. Um, look at the Man City game, that clip that keeps doing the rounds and I've got no problem with it constantly doing the rounds of us playing out from the back and playing beautiful triangles around Aguero and, um, and getting our way out from the back. So we did that in a, in a really kind of big, big positive, positive atmosphere. So um, you're right. If, we, if you feel like the, the, anything that we've tried to work on from a drill point of view, there is no reason for it not to come off to the best of our ability because we, we, there isn't going to be anyone shouting lump it um and and that can't kind of kind of influence it and so what what's your what are your predictions for for the team selection on on friday then because i've i've tried to kind of imbibe as much content as i can no one seems to have put their neck on the line yet on on the athletic or anywhere else as to what the what the first level would be so um here's a line put your neck on it michael who who are we going to be picking on on friday night well, I think that's because you're asking me to pick an 11 before um, the manager has possibly picked it, which is physically impossible. So I, I, know, they're, I know they're playing with a couple of ideas. Um, it might not be what they've tried before, possibly. I don't think they're going to wheel out a back three because I think it, that inherently would mean they would, they would be sort of solidifying rather than trying to go for the... Uh, for the jugular. So um, I think they will, I think they will try and do something that attacks and try and tries to create Hi, more chances. There's my little boy. I can say hello, Archie. Hi, Daddy. Oh, I had so much fun at Dandelion. Did you? Awesome. We can cut this, can't we? I think it's important that everyone that knows Archie amazing, had a good time at Dandelion. Daddy. Was it amazing? Can you, can you say hello to Tom? Hello, Tom. I'm Hi, down. Archie. You won't be able to hear me because I'm, I'm going to have my lunch. lunch with Mummy. Go on, you Bye. go and have your lunch. I'll see you in a minute, gorgeous. Of course, you can have a cuddle. There you go. Well, Archie's a dude. What yeah, a legend he is, by the way. What a broadcaster. Um, he's better than me. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so I think they'll. I, I think they they know they've got to do something attacking wise um, to try and win games. Um, outright and quickly. <laughs> so uh, how many, how many that's do you how think I, they need? That's, that's how I see them trying to do it. Um, Wins, yeah. Um, I think I, I think I wrote five, yeah, which would be fifteen points, and they're on twenty-one, so it takes them to thirty-six. Well, and that's, that, but but exactly, that's probably not enough as a total. I mean, you're probably still going to need to draw a couple of games. But I think, I mean, that will kind of that will kind of unravel as we go along. I think uh, what Norwich really need. Uh, I know there's sort of precedents for what the normal benchmarks are and we're all aware of those and, and by those 36 wouldn't be enough. But um, I think the key thing really is just to get 
you know, try and be unbeaten in these first two games and win one of them at least. And I think that that's going to that's going to make some teams who are already nervous about coming back and what state they're in uh, even more so because they're going to have an extra club to to worry about. So um, I'm really excited about those two they, those two first two games, but I'm also well aware that this could all um, pop as a bubble quite quickly, and we might have a few a few dead rubbers to uh, deal with as well. Yeah, I think it's. it. I, I think they're, they're both must win. I, I don't even think four points would be enough because they, they, as soon as you're, you know, you could argue, you know, we're already chasing chasing a, a, a lead in a way. But um, as soon as you're really, you don't want to be up against it in these in these nine games. As soon as you feel you have to make a game up on someone else when you're already starting two games back, we effectively have to almost treat these two games as games in hand. You know, we ha- effectively have to say, let's win these two games. And then by next weekend, when obviously we're taking a, a break to, to beat Man United and get into the semi-finals of the FA Cup, um, if we win those two games, the, the mood, the momentum, everything shifts. And it's then a case of, okay, we're probably not exactly going to be level on points with third from bottom then. You expect them to pick up at least a point or two like Villa did last night. But, but we're, we're very likely to be within one or two. And we're very likely to be, oh, a win could take us out. As soon as you start to be into a win could take us out, um, scenario, it no longer feels insurmountable. It, it then feels like a five-game tournament. Um, and if, if we only got a win and a draw, you, you'd need the other results to really go our way in that first week. Because I feel, I feel we need to get to that, we're a win and we're out quite quickly. Because you need to feel like, if we lost against Arsenal, that's okay. We're, we're, only, we're only a win away. Do you see what I mean? You need to feel like you've got a loss in the tank and you, you don't earn that until you're within three points. So, um, I, I do. Having said that, I, I do feel very confident about about Friday. I I, I think that if there's ever going to be, I know the German stats are that the home advantage doesn't make any difference or as much difference. Um, didn't it dip below fifty percent? In fact, um, now, but um, I do feel that if there is going to be anything, it will be being the first home home game. I do feel like having your first game at home. With with the with the uh, the issues around travel and everything and how different the prep for the game is going to be, um, I, I, if you're ever going to have a home advantage in these weird times, it will be your first one. Um, and and I, I yeah, I'm just hopeful that I mean the, we we were down there helping out with the, the kind of displays and and what have you yesterday. It looks phenomenal. The pitch look I mean it looks like a new season. The pitch looks absolutely incredible. Um, you know we're right back to the freshest, greenest you know no worn patches so let's just hope for a, an impressive performance and, a, and an off day for Southampton I think it's uh, it's interesting you're right I think to to target those two games Tom and I don't think we will win them both I think uh, I would absolutely take a, a win and a draw right now what I'm worried about on Friday night now is um, the news that came out yesterday is Grant Hanley's injury because where we've struggled all season and then Hanley's return seemed to kind of correct that to an extent is at set pieces. You know, we just concede for fun off set pieces. The obvious mitigation with him being out is, is you'd say, well, Tim Closer could come back in, but I mean, Tim Closer isn't match fit and is going to be nowhere near match fit. I know all of them, you could argue, won't be match fit, but he'll certainly be less sharp than than other professionals around him. So whether he can put in an obvious shift, I don't know, but said so that worries me and it worries me particularly against Southampton because Ward Prowse I remember in the um in the return game or the the previous fixture his delivery is phenomenal and was phenomenal in that game and I think if if he gets that right and Norwich don't have what you'd almost pass as a stopper who is just going to 
be get out of the way I'm heading this ball, which you know is Grant Hanley, um, then we might have some difficulties. So I think that you know for me I was really confident until I saw Granley with um, Grant Hanley. Granley, um, <laughs> Grant Hanley was out, and now I'm a little bit fifty-fifty about it. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying I think we'll win the first two games. I'm saying that in order to, to give ourselves a chance, I actually think they are both must-wins. I, I don't think you can say, oh, we, you don't want to be in a situation where you need to win five of your last six. You know, you, 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 need, yeah, to be, you need to make, make that as much as possible. It, it, I, I would be pleasantly pleased and sort of a little bit surprised if, if we did uh, uh, win them both. I think a win and a draw would be would be fair. And again, you're looking on on results elsewhere. Um, but let's let's kind of jump to the end then. Um, at the end of the season, if we if we do play all of these nine games when we're expecting to, plus plus the cup ones, um, what's your bottom three, um, Michael? When all is said and done, do you, do you think it'll stay the same, or can you see any of those kind of three or four above being pulled down? Oh, it's so tough. It's so tough. I mean. I think Brighton are in a bit of a pickle and they haven't won this year, have they still? So, and they, it seems a, an element of the fact that they're not exactly ecstatic that we're replaying. And it's a bit like that with West Ham. So I suppose it's how those two clubs deal with that. Um, and Bournemouth, I kind of feel like they're in a situation that I, I thought would come along at some point. Um, yeah. So, uh, I think Watford are are lucky to have Nigel Pearson, and then and I think Villa are a bit like us, to be honest. I, I don't think they've I don't think they've quite got enough. Um, so I'm going to say we're going to get out of it, obviously, because what else do I say? And let's relegate Villa, Bournemouth, and Brighton. Cool. Yeah, I'm not putting any money on it, by the way. <laughs> what, about, what about you, John? Um, I agree with Bournemouth. I definitely agree with Bournemouth, and, and I think this has been in the post for them for some time. And equally, the fact that Fraser is now refusing to play is really interesting, and he was one that, from what I've read, was was coming back into form for them. So I think that's that's a bit of a hammer blow. Um, I think Villa, and unfortunately, I, th- I think Norwich. I, I don't think we're going to have enough to get out of it unless we make that fast start that that we have to. Um, but saying that. We win on Friday night and a couple of results go our way and then suddenly we're almost at that point, Tom, that you were talking about, a win will take us out of it, you know, or we're three points off it. So probably a win wouldn't take us out because of the, the inferior goal difference, but we'd be close. And, and if we're within three points of it, I think psychologically everything changes, you know, immediately everything changes. It's just whether we can get to that point quickly enough. Well, uh, I think it was, uh, I, I think it was you, you, Michael, um, in in the Athletic, saying um, that Norwich don't tend to do pulling off great escapes, but they are very very good at getting momentum and, and going up from a promotion uh, point of view. Um, beautiful piece of prose. It was much not much more eruditely put than than that, of course, uh, which is why you get paid and I don't. Um, but with regards to the the momentum. That that is, I think you you're, you're kind of tapping into to what Michael was saying there, John. In that, if if they can, if you feel that this team in particular, this squad, if they get on a run with with a good couple of home games and and yeah, and and put in a good performance and just narrowly lose to to Man United, you know, it isn't another one of the three nil four, you know, because they basically mm-hmm. just 
they're the two most embarrassing games really for us this season, the Man United ones for me. They're the ones where we showed up the least and made kind of, you know, players like Max, who's been fantastic for us, you know, making just basic errors that they just haven't made in the rest of the season really. Um, if you can get that momentum, I feel that one of the three will get out of it and it will be the one who actually hits the ground running with a couple of wins because um, it is a lot easier to chase a specific target and it's awful looking over your shoulder. Um, and and I agree with you, um, Michael, that it will be uh, wh- whichever one of West Ham and Brighton continues their bad form because West Ham were, were, were looking really doom, doom and gloom and apparently the, the morale's awful under their management. And, um, and again, likewise, they couldn't be more public, you know, using their um, scum... Uh, media uh, platform to say that the the um, the, uh, the game should be null and void. Um, it, it's you feel that those two, if, if they got off to a bad couple of of, of run uh, of games, then then they could be. If they dropped into it, they probably wouldn't be able to reverse it and get out. Because again, likewise, particularly with West Ham, have they got the players for a relegation battle? You know, that theirs isn't a squad set up for, to be at this end of the table, I don't think. And I don't think necessarily that's right. Whereas our lads are, and to a certain degree, Villa as well, they are that kind of in-betweeny kind of level of, of player who you feel could kick on and do it. So I think we'll go down. I think it will be, I do think it will be Villa, Norwich. But I, I think that Bournemouth, you're, you're both right. I, I think it is time that they, they, they checked out. But I, I think they'll do enough and, and it will be either Brighton or, or West Ham looking at the fixtures. It will be those two that one of those two that will, will drop down. But I, I will I will revise my I will. It seems an obvious thing to say, but even though we will still probably be bottom, even if we win two games, we'll only be bottom by a couple of points. Mm. And I, I will I will maybe revise it to thinking we'll get out if if we win those two games. Almost irrelevant of what the other results do, because I, I think this is a squad that has proven once it gets momentum, we take some stopping. I like I like the fact that Norwich have it they would have had a lot of baggage during the season and maybe it didn't quite go as well as they would have hoped and all this sort of stuff and and now they've had sort of three months off off that they can kind of detach from that and then it's like this is what this situation is so away we go so all of the kind of pressures and and stuff going on at the other club clubs it, it's just not really going on here everyone knows where they are knows what they've got to do if norwich go down they'll they'll be able to find ways to rectify the issue and probably still have a decent squad next year so they're in a they're in a envious position an enviable envious position one or the other um and i think that 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 could be a be an advantage over these last nine games so john just to kind of wrap up from from your point of view let's have a let's have a prediction for for friday for Friday, um, I think Norwich will. I think Norwich will come out of the blocks really, really quickly. I think actually Farker will will psychologically have got into them over the the last couple of weeks and and will have stressed the importance of of starting fast. I think Michael touched on something really interesting actually that I hadn't thought about around the fact that they may try try something differently uh, or you know kind of up front possibly or you know in an attack minded way. And I remember when. Um, the start of last season, Jordan Rhodes was the focal point, and Timo Pukki was was playing off him. You know, maybe we'll see Dermich or or Ida, you know, kind of as a focal point, and then and then Pukki will, will be off them. That could be really interesting. It could be something that that shifts the dynamic, um, you know, in our favour. 
that being said, it's going to be about Norwich taking their chances. If you know we get one nil, two nil up, I'll be really confident that that we'd go on and we'd win that game. So I'm going to say we'll win. I think we'll probably win two um, one, and it'll be a bit nervy at the end. Um, but it does depend on on Norwich being clinical when they need to be, which has probably been one of the issues this season. Reading between your lines of copy, Michael, you seem to think that Dermich is going to start on Friday because you've dropped a couple of times that he looks really bright and sharp and good. You've said that in a couple of different things over the last week or so. Um, well, you can read that into it if you want. Um, as I, I don't know that that is going to happen. Um, and that how you would do that then with, with Timo, as John was saying, is, is, is an interesting point. I think what I'm probably really getting at there is that it probably felt up until March that Norwich had one striker. And what we just started to see just before football stopped was that Drummich was starting to make an impact and, and it wasn't all on Temu. And obviously Temu was struggling as well. And actually, as John said, you know, Adamida's ability to sort of make an impact too. It was those options were kind of, was, was, it was exciting to be able to talk about that possibility of, of doing something slightly different or, or at least being able to, play with some options which I don't don't think Norwich have had so I mean in that way I think Joseph is, is a really really important figure because he he can just maybe re- reduce some of the burden and um and and we we saw how he he can offer something for Norwich a little bit different um in how they can approach things going forwards um up top so I'm excited by that more so than by his second single which I didn't really enjoy to be honest I'm, I'm amazed you even pressed play on it <laughs> having after watching the first uh, video I didn't feel the need to uh, to actually give it a go um, but okay thank you for joining us Michael uh, we will see what football with Norwich is like again uh, on Friday um, John thank you for your time this lunchtime we'll be back having a chat after the weekend uh, ahead of the Everton game we're back my day you go